How are you Not doing? Of I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, good Can't man. Complain. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I have to admit, when I saw the very Tonga, it was. Uh, I actually found it on. I can't remember what group, and um, mm. it uh, came to. I don't know if it was. I think it was the gin. The gin got me. Mm. You know, when I saw the gin, I said, "Yo, man, this is that's a nice looking gin." And then I went into it, <laughs> and because um, I'm a gin man, I really do like gin. And oh. um, <laughs> and when I saw, when I w- went a little bit deeper, and to see the vision of what Very Tonga sort of stands for, that to me was really, really intriguing in terms of how you get, um, how you're trying to uh, bring a whole cultural diversity to it. And um, yeah, I'm fascinated about it. So. That's what the platform is about: is to get the stories. You know, it's not just a, it's just, it's not just a bottle of gin. I think the, <sighs> where where I want to start is, but I kind of know what the answer is. Where did the name Very Tonga start? I know it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. But I'm, when I'm when I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, well, generally I like to start that, but it's like it's it's as straightforward as you're gonna as you're gonna get. It's Very Tonga. Okay, um, technically, it it starts at the second question, which is where the idea started, because the idea started before the name. So um, the name I got it from my son, and my son is light skinned He has these big dreadlocks, and people always mistaken him for something else. So he always says I'm Tonga so when they hear him speak Tonga it was that kind of thing that they would be like shocked oh so he speaks Tonga say so like I'm very Tonga <laughs> so he put it on his Facebook as a description of him like very Tonga then I stole it from there and <laughs> so and he was like, yo, so you're using my name? I did not even consult, but then yeah, we resolved it later. But the whole thing was like, oh, I like this name. But like I'm saying, so it's going back where the story started. In 2013, I'm a human rights activist. And I've been working as a human rights activist all my working life. I moved from different sections and... Um, my last job, I was working for Amnesty International. So when I was there, I came across, because it's a human rights, so we're using Constitution Hill a lot. And that was a good space for, for human rights activism. But when I saw it, I thought of, I had a concept already written about a promotion of art, culture, heritage, and language. And this was also born from my nephew had a son. So this son, the, the son was about three, four years, and he went to crash. So he was fascinated by English. So they visited my mom, and he was talking to her in English. And my mom can't really express in English. So she was kind of worried. So she said this to me that, yo, I'm worried that your kids, 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 I can't even speak with them in the long run because now the language is diminishing and 
uh, we're taking them to these fancy schools. Now they can't really speak with her. She was just worried that they can't be able to communicate with her specifically. Then I sat down. Uh, I'm a conceptualizing person. So I thought about it like, yeah, but she kind of, it's, it's right. And if we don't pay attention, then it will disappear. Then that's when, then uh, the concept came about to promote art, culture, heritage, and language. Because I'm an artist to some degree. I mean, like, uh, I used to make beats and sell and all these kind of things. So, but because I was busy, I was a human rights activist. I couldn't give it my fully attention i know i had spoken with the guys then they were interested like oh okay this is an interesting idea but what was official about it is that it was encompassing all cultures so we even had a plan which um each and every to showcase each and every language like all official languages to give it a month and a theme and we start wanted to start from there but it was just way too big south africa is a multicultural place and yeah often people don't even agree and it was just uh too difficult to take just to take off i remember we only did one exhibition but then i'm like oh this is hard and plus i was working full time <laughs> So I packed it on one side, and when I packed it on one side, and I focused on my human rights activism until I was like, long time ago, I told myself that I would retire when I was 40. And 40 was soon approaching. And I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought business. Then I was working, I was in Houting, I had to come back. My home was now in Zanin. Then I was like, okay, what am I going to be doing in Zanin on a day-to-day -day basis? Luckily, you know, like when the universe speaks with you, something popped and it was a friend who had sent me or tagged me on a, a place where they were selling a bar. I'm like, oh, okay. So I contacted them, then bought the bar. Uh, it was a pub and grill space. So that's when, when I moved from there, that was, I thought it was gonna be my retirement. <laughs> that was that of hard work. I've never worked so hard like that in my whole life. <laughs> that business that has now brought about where we are today in Veritonga. So Veritonga, it has been an, it's an incorporation of all my dreams together in one place. And of course, I have partners like my son, whose name we bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it it all came together like in one place. So when I sit like the traditional, I always tell people that your dreams are actually all of them. You can never have too many. If one day you'll sit down, you'll bring them all together. Put them all in one basket. I know. Yes, and put them all in one basket. And you will not believe that they're actually in one basket, but that is possible. So that's that's where um, I used to paint focus because I'm, I told you I'm an artist. So in mesh, 
I'll paint bottles like colorful and make birthdays uh, things like years and names. And that color is what had now uh, inspired the color that we have in Deritonga, for instance. And um, so there's a Tonga fabric. We call it Nchega. So this Tonga fabric is a it's it's variety of colors, but very colorful. Tonga people are colorful people, and um, mainly from that fabric, then that's where the flowers uh, coordinates comes from, and the colorfulness, of course, and it's inspired by that. But behind that, there's also like a range of now the Tonga culture. I told you that I was, um, we're doing multicultural, but when I sat down now, I'm like, okay, let's take stock. What works, what doesn't? Then I was like, okay, we need to start with one. We're all interconnected. So somehow this one will connect to the rest. So that's who we are. So we, we are Batonga, but then in us, then there's any other uh, cultures and tribes. And now we are staying in multicultural settings. It's no longer that, okay, it's no longer like the Bantu stand where one culture will be concentrated in one space. Now we, we are mixed. So somehow in the mixture, the very Tonga comes in to say this is who we are come into our space and learn our culture and heritage through the our food our fashion which is the color block and the uh, shibirani skirt and um, of course the beverages form part of that and the music as well so all that is under what we call very Tonga experience. Very Tonga experiences are events which brings people now, like you who will come say, oh, I love the gin, but I'm like, okay, don't only enjoy the gin, come and enjoy the whole The music, the, 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 the gin and the music go well together, hey? <laughs> yes, and, and then you come and you sit there and then you learn something from, from that, uh, three hours or four hours that you will be there. So that's, that's, in a nutshell, that's who we are. We are about to bring people together. Yeah, that, that's actually quite interesting. I mean, you've got cultural and you've got uh, business in the mix. I mean, it's also it's quite mm. a it's quite a difficult balance between the two. Mm. Um, I mean, especially when you uh, when you mentioned as well. I mean, South Africa is such a diverse, um, uh, so diverse in culture. Was it, how important mm. was it? Was it was was it to educate? You touched on the word educate, but is mm. that is that something that you believe was lacking? Okay, so there are two things. I mentioned that we are in a multicultural thing, but which is slowly being overtaken by the Western culture. So it's important for not only the education to the world as per objective but amongst ourselves as well to say this is still our space and this is still who we are and we need to be proud of who we are so those two components 
then were brought together because it's very much important to to preserve to be specific to preserve our language so in a certain way to a certain extent for people who are coming after us and the lineage otherwise if we don't pay attention then it will slowly evaporate before we know it people will not even know that um we once spoke this language and our great grandchildren will not even know it existed so it's just about helping lineages still keep it intact to a certain degree but through the through the mm. journey that you've had from when it started i mean i'm i'm sure it must have been extremely challenging as well you know being a human rights um, activist having this vision of wanting to keep tradition alive and then merging it with business i mean what have been some of the challenges that uh, that that you faced <laughs> so far the name itself is a big challenge so everyone asks why very zonga even the zonga people don't you think by the name you are excluding already other people so the name already is a challenge to many but i always tell them that that is why it is the name because then it is through the name that's where we start conversation that's when i will now explain why very zonga for you to understand the uh, content behind the name and the concept as well so it's not it's it's a it's a good name because it start conversation whether within or outside spaces it's 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 is that but as far as many other people are concerned it's a business it's a barrier so people were telling me no but why not change the name don't you think um at cost a person will see this one and not buy it because of the name and i'm like okay so if they see the name and they don't buy because of it so be it i mean how many tonga people do we have in south africa so if i can have that even as a target market only then i'm okay because otherwise we can't cater for everyone but if you are like me as a human rights activist you want to start conversation you want something that people need to talk about so like i told you i will have a, another a brand so it's about saying do you work hard to put your brand out there or do you work smart and this was just the smartest way like okay we're doing it the smartest way it's we are in advanced stages right now hard doesn't cut it so smart works better but it's funny because i've had different tribes and wanting this to come to to them as much as the the packaging itself makes people to say oh we want you in cape town can you come in case that and can you come in the free state can you come in to rasenberg so it's a good thing because and this where people if i had given it a different name wouldn't even be interested so the challenge it's 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 as well when you flip it a good thing because then it makes us that conversation and make people become interested 
because in a way then they don't like it but then they will want to know why um surely for you as well it must have been a, a journey that you've your self-discovery as well you know starting with this massive and like i said it is it's this it's this massive concept knowing that you've actually started and you've got it to where it mm. is today i'm mm. surely that for you must have been mm. quite a self-confidence boost knowing that you know you're sitting what you started is gaining traction <laughs> because i'm sure i'm sure there's been a lot of times as well you know where you felt like oh this is a lot of work you know you wanted to be retired when you're 40 and you're like yo this is only the beginning <laughs> but how much how much of it is for for you and for any entrepreneur and any activist the self-belief how important is that it's very important so i'm um, amongst most of my friends are business people either activists or business so they always say that i'm one person when i think i do <laughs> and in the process of thinking and doing there's lots there's a lot of self-doubt there's there's obviously a thinking that oh what if it doesn't work like the other one didn't work what if but then your why needs to be bigger than all that so i mean that's self-conversation and internalizing of things and past traumas needs to be outweighed by why and the people's so for me it has always been that like okay Obviously, starting a business is not easy because one is that you have to put it out there for people to be able to receive it. That on its own is a battle, it's war. So it's like, okay, should I post this? How will they receive it? Yo. But at the end of the day, it has to be out there. So you take a day, you don't do it, you do it the following day, it still mm. needs to be done. So. Mm. Um, that's what matters. That's that's what determines the direction. Because otherwise, we all have fear. Fear is in everything we do. Uh, but we are here, and lives have to be touched, and we need to live our lives in a certain way, with or without it. So, if you are starting a business, then you need to know your why. The other bigger thing that I always tell people is that your passions, if you can be able to channel your passions, that's where your business and where your money lies, because that's everything. So you cannot be passionate about teaching and you go and you study engineering. That's not your passion. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow you will come back to still teaching while you have studied something different. So you need to know what your passion are. The minute you channel that to become your business, uh, then it becomes much more easier. It's easy to have a passion that is turned into business than to have a business that is turned into passion. So it's very difficult for you to be passionate about cooking and restaurant when you, you don't you don't have passion for food or passion for events or passion for hosting. So that 
makes it easy, makes the ride worthwhile but smooth because you don't wake up and feel like, yo, just another day, I have to go to work. I think that's the biggest problem that we have. So it actually, it, mm. takes, it takes courage as well. And I, what, one thing that I like about what you mentioned as well is to get the conversation going through, you know, your human activist uh, work and the whole articulation of the cultural aspect. But for people mm. to talk about aspects, you know, such as failure, you know, such as mm. when mm. things don't go right, you know, is mm. to say, you know, guys, if you fail, you know, understand that it's part of the process because people, mm. Are, mm. people are at the starting line and they've got, they're ready um got this big burden of failure what happens if it doesn't mm. but understand mm. that it's a journey everyone's just thinking if it doesn't mm. go right i'm sure i'm i'm sure for you there's also been when okay this is how it's going to go but it didn't go according to plan mm. it's not a doom and of course, gloom of course yeah, it's not no, a no, doom no, or gloom it's not yeah it is not and you need to believe in in yourself so much that the first person i told about this project said to me it will never work and this is a very someone that i hold high and their opinion matters to me well, and that must that have been he tough. just said yes of course it was but <laughs> because i believed in it and now he goes like yo 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 i really don't know what got to me for me to think it will never work but but this at that yeah but is, at, at that it, point at that point when you know because mm. generally it comes down to your support structure as well when you mm. when you when you're faced with things i mean you're always going to get the people that are trying to be realistic and say look it's it's too big it's mm. not going to work but i mean in any business mm. in any journey there's all been <laughs> but when you when you were faced with that and they said it's not going to work what kept you moving forward what just said it doesn't matter i'm just i'm going was it that inner was it that inner fire Yes, of course, the inner fire, but as well as because I'd already convinced myself that this is going to work or it's better work. So, and that I flipped that and said, okay, I need to show them that it will work. Mm. And yes, we haven't, but before we even started, we even launched, he already had changed his mind about it working. And now he's so the vision like clearly like as i had uh, presented it then but, but that happens it wasn't only him there are other few people as well who thought the fabric uh, because someone asked me about the packaging and I'm, i was like it's inspired by the fabric that this was before we even did like the first one and for mm. people to be able to see that this is what we're talking about then it goes like ah but it will not go anywhere right now it is the main attraction when mm. i get calls from distributors from whoever i get calls from it's because of the packaging everyone goes like wow mm. this packaging is the it like especially on the five liters it's big so it it becomes so clear and so beautifully uh, laid out that people really love it and yeah. i love that as well because now people love it and it gives me so much pleasure that oh okay so this is what i have been waiting for all my life because finally i'm aligned so much that everyone uh, not everyone of course but most people like the way in which this package just just for the mere looking at it someone 
I had ordered actually. They don't even drink alcohol. Then he just he said, <laughs> you know what? I just want to put it as a display. Mm-hmm. Whoever will come, then I can just give it to them in my house as a welcome drink or something. But I love it so much that I just want to display and look at mm-hmm. it. And all of us were here for a purpose and there will be people as well who are aligned to your dreams. So you just mm-hmm. need to find them. Go out there and find them and say, how do we do this together? Because everyone dreams and there might be other hundred people that their dreams are attached to this one Mm. big dream. Yeah. And we just need to make sure and and see it through. I'm saying the very first manufactured bottle, you're saying it was a bottle of wine. When you held that bottle for the first time or you saw it, how exciting was it? Mm. Yo, it, it was very exciting. I mean, <laughs> I was excited with the sight of the mock-up. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. The mock-ups are so beautiful. And for me, that, that was it. I think the mock-ups, even now, the five mm. liters, we haven't received it yet. And mm. we'll receive it, I think, in three weeks or so. But just looking at that as a mock-up, it's, mm. it's, it's, there is this satisfaction that goes inside me that I really can't explain. But as well as the depth of um, excitement, oh, it's big. It is. And it, and, <laughs> it's and very it, big. And it also, from it's a success of the hard work put in, in the, in the past and behind closed doors. It's funny, when I, mm. if I speak to any entrepreneur about the first product, it's almost like that nostalgia, you know? That's why I love mm. asking that question, is that like, yeah! <laughs> Of course, I remember it. Oh, Aisham, it's big. It's, of course, it's, big. it's huge. And on Friday, we got the labels very late. And uh, there was an event in Tembisa. And they had to drive all the way from Zanin to Tembisa. And we had to finish all the boxes, right? So we were doing that one by one until all the... Be- like we were done around 3 a.m. And that's when now when I think around two then I showered. I could not even sleep then. And I remember telling my nephew, he says, oh, okay, so you sit on hand. I'm like, yo. So when now I'm a millionaire, I don't want you people to say I have a snake because it's impossible so people have snakes. I've just finished pack- packaging now. And yo, it's hard. And and, and 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 all that people doesn't really know those stories because then they're never previewed to it. They just see now a book in an event and then they like it and then they buy. But in truth, it's it's never something that gets to be told behind closed doors, uh, the sleepless nights, mm. even when you're conceptualizing and sure. writing, like all the things because then you have to okay everything to a small wedding on a website to everything so it is hard work it's not really an easy thing starting a business it's really really hard like market research as well it's important to ask people here and there okay how was what do you feel how do you think and get other people's uh, responses incorporated even those that are negative in a way that what because yeah. then they're making you wake up and say oh okay 
um, this product that I've just produced is expensive. Can I get a cheaper version of it so mm. people can can be accessible to the people? And all that goes well and all that moves easily. So for me, that's the most important thing now. Mm. It's, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I have to admit, Mesh, I mean, I'm truly inspired by your by your story. I think it's it's awesome. I really do. <laughs> I think it's and yeah. the, the fact that it comes from trying to keep tradition alive on the basis of finding your why, the hard work. It's a good recipe, and I have to admire mm. your story. I have to be inspired by your outlook on life and uh, in general. <laughs> and um, it's truly remarkable. Like I said, it's the the color is what caught me when I was looking. I was like, yo. That looks nice. And then the picture of the gin came and I was like, that looks even better. You know, and I said, <laughs> but again, you go back to, it's a conversation starter. That to me is the mm, beauty mm, is to get these yeah. conversations going, articulate, because then I start understanding, you know, what it is mm. about the traditional aspects of where you're coming from, what it all means, what are the circumstances. And I find that truly inspiring. The fact that you want to keep that alive. You want to push that on so that it carries the flag for the next generation, for them to understand who they are and that what what, mm. what comprises of their DNA. And at the same time, yes. sell gin. I like that. That's awesome. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. I really do. I really do appreciate it um, for taking the time to, you know, to shed some light on the very Tonga story. And I knew it. I just, there's something about it when I just see, you know, the cultural aspect of it. I know I get a deep story. I get an emotional story and i get one that's just packed full of hard work that uh, tradition is 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 a is a big why factor for a lot of people and i find that inspiring you know mm. so thank you so much and i wish you all the best thank you and thank you for having me in como meaning thank you in our language and yes i'm looking forward to growing it bigger than it is and most definitely um, taking it international as well. So for them to learn about us and who we are, they, yeah. And I'm looking forward to all the excitement, the challenges, and um, then all the nostalgia of starting a business and growing it and taking it to bigger heights. I have bigger dreams. 